Welcome into the Binge Boys podcast, I guess a subsidiary podcast of the Thoughts Podcast Network. Don't think that's, <laughs> we're, we're there quite yet, but um, we're here to discuss The Spy. We're picking off where we left off two weeks ago, had some scheduling conflicts take place last week, so it made recording difficult on our end um again this is a six episode show about the life of ellie cohen specifically his time as a a syrian spy on behalf of the israeli government uh if you're just checking in with us for the first time we're going to do episode two and three for the most part we talked about what would make sense and we're still trying to work out the kinks of this podcast ultimately um and so instead of going episode by episode you know, I guess in that type of order, we're going to blend the two in a sense and talk about some of the themes and overall feelings about where we are with this show up to this point. Um, specifically, I guess, episode two, right? What's new in Buenos Aires? And then episode three alone in Damascus. And I'm interested from like a theme perspective, because I think we were all interested in the ways that this show could go and, um, it being Sasha Barrett Cohen in a more serious role, which we really haven't seen him in too often, at least, um, you know, speaking for maybe the three of us, right? One of the big things for me was the time jump and how they were going to like tell the story and ultimately what we're going to get from, from this show. I guess I'll start with you, James. We're through three episodes up to this point. How do you feel about their telling the story with having to cover so much ground in such little time? It's not ideal. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we're we're halfway through, as you said, so can't jump to too many conclusions. But I think they're on the right track for you know, the, the time window that they are doing, they showed us, you know, a pretty decently long training montage, right? Um, they showed us, you know, him getting recruited, a little bit of his, the relationship with his wife. So I would say for it being a six episode arc, they're, they're on track, but you know, it probably, I wouldn't say multi-season story, but as you've brought up before, I think you know, maybe eight, ten, or or twelve episodes could have suffice. Could have done it a little more justice. Yeah. The thing is, is like we watched Bodyguard, the Bodyguard, and like when you do right. these short type of shows, like these short style six episode shows, I feel like they really just have to like there. You know, there's a level of suspense that this show has. There's a level of suspense that the Bodyguard has. I feel like the show just has to move quicker in a sense but i mean and it, maybe it's different maybe i'm not explaining it very well i just um body bodyguard worked not to get totally off topic and I, I know what you mean because i don't know if they're gonna do another one but what was that one six episodes yeah that's why i guess i'm trying I'm comparing um, the two, just because again they're, they're short that was that worked so well to me because it was one mission you know it was a span of weeks maybe months it's been we watched that early on in the covid era um, whereas this one is over five, four or five years now. So yeah, that's where six years, perhaps, I think it is, right? Six or seven. Six, six episodes. 
may not have been the best, but is what they got. I mean, it's basically a long movie, right? I mean. Right. Mike, how do you feel about the show up to this point? What do you think they're they're trying to, like, the type of story they're trying to tell? Like, what are they trying to get the audience to see or feel as they're, like, you know, telling the story? Um, you know, obviously in the beginning, we talked about we, we talked about episode one, how he's just, you know, at a retail store, um, clearly just a, an, an accountant or a purchaser. And then you dive into his training, like you said, the, the montage, and you get into him in Buenos Aires. Um, and it picks up quick. Uh, I think that what they're trying to do, and I could be wrong, but right off the bat in episode two, just to dive in, um, he messes up. He messes up, and it it, there, it gets sketchy. It gets really sketchy for really quick, really quick. It it heats up quick, and um, then again in three, but in two. Uh, remember, he was when he was going through his training, he was picking out who was following him. And then did you guys have he, a problem with that? Not to cut you off, but did, did you have a problem with that's how they went there? Because it's like he just spent six months going to this crash course. Which maybe it was too soon, but he seemed to be doing fine. Do you think that but, was like a small yeah. de- detail issue there? Well, um, if you don't, if you remember, the gentleman said he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready, and they sent him in anyway. And now, uh, I forgot what's that guy's name that's now interested in the wife, or they're leading that up to that. Dan Dan, Dan Pellick or Bellick? Pellick, Pe- yeah, Pellick, um, yeah, Pellick. Pellick, yes. Um, who is that actor? He's a phenomenal actor. Uh, He's the assistant coach. He's the assistant coach from Miracle, yeah. baby. So, um, good actor. <laughs> he does a really good job. He clearly wasn't ready. And they also, he's so invested. Like, he wants to do this so bad. And um, I thought that mistake was very interesting. Obviously, uh, Ian, you can give the background, but he does a great job at the party. And then, the next thing you know, he has a little slip up. But you, you're kind of seeing that I think they're painting a picture of how sketchy it was for probably those four to five years of, like, he escaped a lot of sticky situations. So, um, you know, there's, right. they looked at the graves of his parents and they, they um, you know, when he was coming into the country, they went through his his belongings and he had to kind of sweet talk and change. Yeah, it, there's just, no, yeah, they, they're definitely playing to the, I mean, cause like ultimately that's, that's really what we're all waiting for. Like ultimately we're all waiting for the end almost. And so I guess the only way for them to tell the story over the course of six episodes is to find these little moments and in, in the journey where there was like truly suspenseful moments, right? Like, you know, you talk about, yeah, he was basically trying to, you're speaking to episode two and he was trying to basically um, persuade or, or become friendly with um, Amin Hafiz, who's a general of Syria, very famous general. So he could get passage into Syria. Um, and you're right, it does. It, it, it moves quick and there's a level of suspense that I feel like they have to rely on. Ultimately, I feel like they're relying on the suspense of the, these individual moments where there's suspense brought in the, you know, the, his marriage with Nadia and then the weight of Pelik, who's played by Noah Emmerich. That, that's actually the actor where it's just like it, it, I was actually just watching episode three because I wanted to watch it back. And after 
he had gotten into Syria and, um, you know, they, they're getting all this information, right? And I, I don't know the side chick's name or, or his girlfriend's name. Uh, for, please forgive me here. Um, maybe I'm a poor host, but he, you can tell, he starts to tell the story of, of a spy who was more talented than anybody. And he, he got he just flying colors past everything. Um, and ultimately his downfall was trying to prove himself. Um, and you can see the hurt in his eyes and he talked about how they ended up killing him. So I feel like we're really working. There's really only a couple of different like ways that we're relying on the show. And it's, it's the emotional connection or the marriage part, right. With his wife. And then it's just the impending doom that they are basically trying to get us to feel as we're watching, you know, the episodes, that's kind of the way that I've, I've watched two and three tonight. And that, that's kind of the feeling that I got. No, they're, I mean, they're, they're not really telling, like, they're not, they're not being secretive. No. Which I think it's fine. is a, a smart play on them because, you know, it's a true story and we know how it ends. Um, but it's, I don't want to say, you guys feel like maybe sometimes it's, it's too obvious or would that be critical? Just because, like, I think he, so. He, I think he sent the message. He's like, they told him to wait like eight weeks, right? When he got to Syria and he did it almost right away. Like letting them know he was there. Um, with the, the, uh, general's nephew, I believe. Um, yeah. Or he, he like, yeah. I mean, he's passed out in his, in his apartment, but he's like, just goes to the next room yeah. over and sends a message. Like he couldn't wait again. We don't know if that's like how it actually played out, but that's how they're showing it to us. Right. So it's like, they really want you to know. I mean, maybe they're trying to show like how, how Dan's Dan, Dan's intuition is so spot on. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think once he got in, he was so invested, right? Like he wanted, he took pictures and she's, and the woman that he, that he gives the uh, pictures to in Buenos Aires, he says that, that wasn't the mission. Right. It was the same night. Like that wasn't the mission. Right. And, and you know, they, there's, there's a lot of backstory that we don't get about what's going on at that time and how important it was. And you, you can see it on their faces when they tell them that AG, agent 88 is in um, Damascus. We have a agent in Damascus and everyone's like celebrating right there. Um, they, they are extremely, this is huge. And he's, yeah, I I agree. Sometimes it's a little too like, wow, this is the shittiest spy I've ever seen. Like just brushes, brushes his teeth (laughs) with a military official next, you know, sleeping on the couch. And he, you know, it'd be like all of a sudden calling someone and be like, Hey, yeah, I'm good. I'm in. Yeah, I'm good. We're here. (laughs) No, that Um, was my first thought. It's like, buddy's passed out drunk and he's just going to go climb up the ladder and send his little message through Morse code. And like, well, he could have done that in the morning, you know, like after, after that was my initial thought. Um, So I I, think that's go ahead, Mike. I'm really excited for four because a lot of this has been just kind of like, in my opinion, some unimportant, um, 
or, or you know, minor really don't... minor scenes. I do think the biggest scene we've seen yet is the end of episode three, where he is at a party and he's full on. Um, he's a different person, right? He's that's the most impactful scene. Yep. And, I, I uh, just I just rewatched it. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Everyone's celebrating. He's in. He's at a party with. 30 people and he's telling stories he's laughing and his wife's alone at home and uh that is going to be a theme i think uh coming up is how he lived a life and it kind of he kind of left his other one behind and i don't think he identified as that um well you guys yeah you guys are spot on it was like it's almost funny that we're doing these two together Cause like episode two, he, he has the notes that he's writing right? and the other female agent finds him, you know, yep. th- threatens to turn him in. And then when he lands in Europe, I don't know what country they've been going into, you, you know, maybe Poland or Switzerland. I don't know. But, um, he finds out when he's changing, you know, that parallel back into Ellie, um, that his kid was born, right? And you can, like, see that he's like, wow, like... I missed it. Right. And then we move from that. Before that scene, you just mentioned, Mike, you guys remember the, like, bread and butter scene where they're both, They've used that twice now. I've watched it. They're cutting back and forth. um, So that way, you know, they're showing us that they're, like, still thinking about... Obviously, the wife's thinking about him all the time because she has nothing else going on other than the kid. Um but they're like still connected somehow. And then that scene that Mike just mentioned where it's like, all right, now we're moving away from, from that. And he's like, you know, being pulled further and further away. And she, she, she's, she's still behind. in the same spot. Yeah. Well, part of the, yeah. Part of what makes that, that is probably the most impactful scene. Mike is when he's with the, 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 the Lieutenant, the general's um, nephew. And, he basically has like a set of girls around him. Um, he has his business partner there. Right. And he's having a grand old time. She actually got invited to a show with her friend. Right. The friend then, you know, said, Hey, my husband ended up showing up. So she had to go home. And that's, that's how you could tell I think they're doing a good job of splitting that up. Um, and yeah, the bread and butter thing is becoming a, that's happened twice now in the last two episodes, but no, I agree. Very quickly. We, there was the evolution of him letting go of, of, who Ellie is, and then four months into Damascus, he is, he's, you know, the king of Syria, or that—that's what like it appears to look like, right? So, um, definitely agree with both of you there. As far as you know, favorite moments. I mean, we've, I think we've talked about our least favorite moment, which is probably him running up and sending the Morse code signal, you know, back to the motherland, while he has you know the lieutenant sitting on his couch. Um, Favorite moments or things that, you know, other things that maybe you, you didn't like as much with, with both of these episodes. Mike, I don't know if you want to go first, if there's anything else that you had in mind. What do you, what do you guys make of them, this, this storyline of Dan and the wife? Um, I think we'll get. Yeah, I don't know if it weighs on him as much as he just. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that compelling. I, me neither. Uh, I think it's going to be like a, 
yeah, there's interest. And then perhaps in the final episode, you realize maybe they end up stirring something up post. I think, yeah, I think he genuinely thinks, I think like Pelic, it, it, it comes from a place of like, you know, I sent this man potentially to his grave if things go south. Right. So I, I do think there's a level and this, this goes to the scene where he's talking about the agent who actually got caught, right. Said they basically tied him to a motorcycle. He was alive with his hands tied behind his back and his face on the ground and dragged him through the streets. And so he knows what, what's going to happen if he gets caught and it's not going to be good. And I think he also knows that like this dude you know, has a wife and he just had a kid. He's a very gentle man. And so I think one of the things that we had talked about earlier was like, he's not your prototypical spy, right? Like Mike said, he's, he's like, does this guy, does this guy know what he's doing? And so it's, um, and I think that plays into the side where you like almost feel bad for him because he's not a badass spy who can just handle himself in these obscure, obscure situations. So yeah, that that's that's where I would go with that. Kind of a long-winded answer, but if if nothing comes of Dan and the female Adrian he used to have an affair with in a six-episode arc, would you guys feel like it was a waste of time? If there, if because we've we've had a couple scenes each episode of them like I don't know, just their combos in general. Kind of like dead air. Yeah, I don't really see the. Yeah, that. Like they they were never married. They're like I don't. It's not like playing into any other larger theme. No, you're, and that's you're right. You're right. And I. So is it just fluff now? Unless uh, you know, unless something I, comes of it, I in think the this. Half I think it season. plays. I think it plays to the fact that again, what we're talking about this only being a sixth episode show, where it's like, you know, it's not. You can't really directly compare it to a, to a show like Narcos, but like you knew the impending doom of Pablo Escobar. Now, of course, there's also the element of they're trying to tell a true story and they don't want to fib too much, and so there's only so much that you can you know mess with. Maybe there's some integrity there, right? And so, again, it goes back to the premise of, like, if it's a 12-episode show where it's 48 minutes a pop and you're able to dive into these characters a bit more and there's just more dialogue between each character, I think that would allow for the potential of, like, you know, one of these, either it's with Nadia or it's with the agent. You know what I mean? Otherwise, we're now three episodes in. We're halfway through. It's like, you know, maybe, maybe they hook up, but I don't know how much it's going to add to the program. Right. Yeah, I, uh, you know, what was, what was interesting is I didn't read much into it, but he goes into the business meeting, business partners, like, hey, this is my daughter, you know, you guys should go out, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I don't know if that's as much as him getting a love interest out there, but I think it's the impact he immediately had in Damascus as if he hit the ground running and he, it, that, how quickly he gained steam there. And obviously, we'll see more and more in the next three episodes. Definitely. Yeah, he made. What did you guys make? How cool was it? Like how he was sending the messages back. Very cool. Very creative. Wrapping it up in the. It's crazy. Newspaper. No, it's 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 very creative, and I think it goes back to like we're talking about him 
feeling really established and like feeling like he just fits in well. And to me, like, as you were talking through that, Mike, it made me think of like the opening scene where it's like he gets caught and he, he, he they ask him, you know, write down your name. And he sits there and he's kind of stuck and he doesn't know what to write. You know what I mean? And so eventually, again, I think forward five will do more of that where he really gets deeper into this like persona, right? Or this, 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 you know, this other side of him where he, he is Kamel. So. Absolutely. I mean, he was, that's gotta be obviously in real life in the show, the fact that he, you know, grew up in the Arab world as opposed to either in Europe or yep. Israel, right? Like it, he just assimilated pretty well that much easier. What about the, um, what did you guys make of him? It, it might just be, um, more of the same where it's like, us showing how inexperienced them showing us how inexperienced he is like Mike said earlier like does this guy know what he's doing and then like having the good instincts that Dan was saying to like make up for it with with the seek on the boat when he like brings up politics at dinner and that was like the first like he, he had a tail and he missed that but that was like in like an outright like conscious decision he made rather than like an oversight that kind of blew up in his face. There's some contradiction there. I think I also think you could point to the example where he, in episode two, right. The opposite of this concept is episode two, when the bodyguard dies and he's ordered to not go anywhere near the embassy or go near the general. And the very next day he shuts up on the door and ends up getting the paperwork that he needs. And then Dan, you know, Pelleg, it's like gradually, you know, sometimes you got to follow your instincts. So I think in episode two, he like when he goes back to Israel and he's talking about, you know, the mission as a whole. When he when when ultimately Ellie wanted to stay. Pelix like you had you had instinct and that insisted the right thing. But on the flip side, I do agree. We've seen some things in episode three where you're like, does he, though? So I think there's some contradiction there, but then you also have examples like the one that i just mentioned so but then he made up with it with the car so again it's like he's like right and perhaps that's to show like how gray and not by you know you can't write up a playbook for this line of work no You're you're constantly adapting definitely definitely what are you what are you both looking for like, is there something that you guys are, like, hoping to get in these last three episodes? Like, obviously, we're going to – I'm sure the last episode is going to be dramatic and it's going to be sad. Um, is there something that you guys are hoping to get or, or, or looking to, you know, get out of these last couple episodes? You know, I think it's going to be a heart pull. You know, I do think – it's going to be, uh, there's going to be some tough, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be fascinating, but I do think um, we'll leave this series with some internal conflict and definitely some, some, 
little bit of heartbreak, you know, and, and, and some things that, wow, like you're just trying to maybe didn't know about the fact that this is just one man that probably this happened more over than we realized. Um, but I, aside from the end, the most exciting thing for me is to watch him climb in the, in, in his range and how deep he got in. I, I, and how much that knowledge brought back and how that affected. That's what I want to know is, you know, we can talk about how he was a spy and he was sending back photos, but like, what was, how significant was his impact with how deep he penetrated um, in Damascus and obviously the Syrian government? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with him 100% there. Seeing how he did it, uh, you know, our, I get, if we were to guess, it, you know, his stature as a businessman, right, would have to play into it and in some form or fashion, but I would just purely be guessing. So I'm with Mike there seeing or at least seeing what they decide to show us. In episode two, he um, when he's getting his basically his, his stamp of approval to, to make his entry into uh, Syria. He told General Amin, at some point you're going to need my resources and I'm going to be there for you. And so I'm guessing there's going to be a tie with him directly. Um, And it's going to come back to him and also his security guard, who's like, who's played, he's the actor who played Ra's al Ghul in Gotham. Um, He does a pretty good job. And I mean, he's a good actor in the roles he's played in. So. Um, I think he's going to have, have a role, too, in the last couple episodes. Right, because so. he, he has him pegged from the get. Yeah, he's not, he's not really on board. So, agreed. Agreed. Anything else, fellas, before we, uh, before we finish up? I think we've covered some good ground. Um, we'll do episode four and five next week. We're going to put this out tomorrow, Friday the 4th. Um, so we'll get this out for you guys. Um, and then we'll, we'll do episode four and five next week. And then we'll recap, I mean, you know, the season and then the finale in, in, in one episode. So fun stuff. We'll also probably give you some insight into what show we're watching next on next on the next podcast i imagine there's a few things we have on the list and so we'll give you some insight into what that looks like thank you for listening we do appreciate it rate subscribe review we are on anchor we are on spotify we are on app podcast um so we do thank you for the listens we do appreciate it let us know what to think about the show if you do get a chance whether you have our numbers or twitter or facebook or, or whatever whatever your form of communication is preferred let us know Happy to chat. So thank you for the listen. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.